0: Alright, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this is uh, Polisher's Corner, podcast number... 69? 10? Oh. I think I got 9 well, honestly, in. I have no idea. I think you're number 10. I'm getting getting lost in it. So we've gotten to a nice round number.
1: Perfect. <laughs> we've
0: Perfect. hit the first 10, got that out of the way. Um. Definitely got an interesting cat here today. Um, <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to this conversation, for what it's worth. Like, I know you're kind of hesitant to do it.
1: Not really a polisher, so. Yeah. Other than the amateur, hour you do
0: special. Yeah, but that's the beautiful part. Is like, I started this podcast series so that people could be relatable, or other polishers could relate to the conversations. Yeah. And. A lot of people reach out to me and ask questions all the time, but it's not. it seems like it's not until they hear somebody else saying or have gone through the same thing I went through that they're finally like, okay, I get it, it's not just an Evan thing. Or Other people have the same it. issues yeah. happen, you know? Yeah. But I guess uh, we'll start off by having you introduce yourself. You are? Devin Johnson.
1: From? Jade Transport from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada.
0: And for those of you that have seen this year, uh, the little bit of show circuit we had, even with the COVID, um, what was the truck we were driving this year?
1: It's a 2020 W900B Kenworth with a uh, Series 60 12.7 Detroit in it. I okay, guess so that uh, thing had a Max Force in it or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, Transforce, Force, <laughs> Max Force, something like that,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Something That's a whole
0: lines. other story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You got Snapchat?
0: <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, yes, I do. Perfect. Yes, I Perfect. do. <laughs> so Again. how long? How long have you been with Jade?
1: Uh, since 2014.
0: So, so I was 18 years old, starting. So you're 18, 2014. Not to age you at all, but that puts you at 24 years young. Yep. And you've been with them for six years. It's
1: going on six. Going yeah, on six years.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you've gotten to drive some of the cream of the crop over there
1: been pretty fortunate in
0: that. yeah I mean today in the shop you've got the uh, the old uh, winter beater the old cab over the big Three, bunk 362e
1: 2000
0: 362e and the other week you were driving the uh, the little one
1: yeah another 2000 362 not enhanced
0: yeah
1: <laughs> unenhanced
0: that, honestly re-explain <laughs> to me again what the enhanced meant it was just
1: a lower doghouse a uh, relocated shifter which is just a little bit more comfortable for getting in and out of the uh, sleeper.
0: It was definitely more so convenient it's, sitting in it yes, compared to where my cab over is.
1: Yeah, it's up closer to your uh to your dash. Gives yeah. you a little bit of room for that switch back
0: to yeah. bunk. Well, mine doesn't have a bunk so I don't need to worry about that. I mean, yeah. you lay a board across the center and you sleep, a, sleep you in a doghouse. <laughs> yeah.
1: West Coast Turner, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, when it comes to uh They also lowered the uh, overall cab height. It's a little bit easier for accessing your fluids and other things that you're getting in and out.
0: Bigger steps too. You and I touched on that today too, looking at where my cab over sits versus where yours sits. Mm -hmm. It's probably like a three inch difference, maybe four inches even. Oh yeah, yeah. And where you get at your radiator cap and your fluids, like it's a lot more easily accessible than mine. Oh yeah, yeah. I still need a step stool, but yeah,
1: (laughs) other than that. (laughs) Definitely helps. And
0: yeah. you've been you've been polishing your own ride this entire this entire season.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, just for general pride and ride kind of thing, I've done it over the years and trying to get better and better at it. But
0: that's awesome. It's all doing it, I guess. So you've been how long would you say you've been polishing for? It's,
1: well, since 2014.
0: So, but just on your own ride, like you haven't yeah. done it for anybody else, just your own stuff.
1: Just my own stuff, and then little things here and there helping
0: other amateurs out <laughs> trying to help other amateurs out so in the six years you've been doing it like um, I guess what's my what's my question in the six years you've been doing it what have you know what have you noticed or learned on your own that you were like these are game changers for yourself like what things helped you out along the way so far is probably what I'm trying to get at i'd say learning how
1: to uh how to sand and and that like you might not have something really uh that's been maintained very well on the uh aluminum side of things sure. and, and if you just went and cut it you'd be pretty disappointed in what you're looking at just from being on that amateur side it's a lot nicer when i found when you start out with something fresh aluminum like that's just been sanded, run through the paces of the bits. Sure. And
0: uh, I always try to tell people to try to avoid sanding as much as possible because sanding is one of the, the biggest downfalls of most people. Like mm-hmm. most people sand when they don't need to mm-hmm. because they think they have to sand to get perfection. Yeah. And then other people don't sand it enough or properly. And that hurts them, too. And they sanded man. when they didn't need to. So they they fought themselves and worked backwards from where they were. And I get a lot of people message me that are like, oh, man, it looked better before I started. And no, I was yeah. like, yeah, let me see what it looked like. And they send me pictures. I'm like, well, why'd you sand it? And they're like, well, I just thought to get that perfect mirror shine, I had to sand it. And I'm like, what did you start at? And they're like, well, 80 grit. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Like, you didn't yeah. even need 600 grit. You could have made that thing look nice. But Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's...
1: I'd say just for, uh, I found I, I won't touch anything that's really on the side of the truck. It's all stuff like end caps and stuff sure. that are just pitted deep, and yeah. and that bruise is just getting grabbed in those yeah. gouges. And at, at least being here today, you showed that, uh, just on that steer you did, yeah. and how you use the uh loose flannel wheel yeah. there Use the, the white bar. buff instead of the yeah. yellow buff, yeah. And that was something that I, uh, I picked up and it was okay.
0: Yeah. Use
1: that from now on when I have say pitting or anything that you don't want that uh, those streaks to be in there and sometimes
0: it's those little tricks that make the biggest amount of difference. You know, like sometimes oh, yeah. a yellow buff with green green compound just we talked about this a bit in the shop, that sometimes the yellow and the green just builds up too much heat and if you're if your stuff's not good enough you you shouldn't be coloring it. Like if the surface isn't smooth, you shouldn't be coloring it and a lot of times the color will turn black And I do get a lot of messages on that as well with people that are like, you know Everything looked good and then I went to go color and as soon as I colored everything turned black and it doesn't look right It's like well if it looked good, then you didn't necessarily need to color Yeah, unless you're gonna sand it down and get it nice and smooth and then work from there
1: I think the big thing I learned was just even just watching you go through the tanks like I would have already added more rouge to it. Yeah. Coloring, Like yeah. I don't know, I always thought you, you want that line to be pretty good and thick even when you're going through on your color, but
0: it was just... That's one of the things I teach in the class. do not need as much. Is a lot of people think they need to see a black, thick black line when they're coloring. Mm-hmm. On your cut, yes, you will have a thick black line because you're removing quite a bit of metal, but the color is just literally clearing it up. Mm-hmm. So as long as your pad stays wet and it's not getting scratchy and hashy, you don't need a ton of compound, excuse me, you don't need a ton of compound to get that colored out. It should color out pretty quick. Oh yeah. And with very minimal compound. I usually say for every bar of brown, or every four bars of brown, I go through one bar of green. So it's about a quarter of what I use. So as long as your cut's good, your color shouldn't need a lot. Oh yeah. So a quarter of the product usage between my brown and my green, we go through a ton more brown than we ever do green in the shop. Yeah. Just how it goes.
1: Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing I noticed today was, it's just good to be watching, like and seeing what you're doing versus maybe what I'd be doing. Just pretty well. I'm not blindly watching some videos and, yeah, my. uh,
0: It's always different when you're here and you can hear it and you can see it right in front of you, versus seeing it over a YouTube video. Even
1: that problem you picked up with the pressure Mm -hmm. was just like okay. you go now I know that sound I'm doing it I'm feeling it I always tell people when they send me
0: questions and they're like what am I doing wrong and I'm like you may as well call Stevie Wonder and ask him what color his shirt is yeah you know like he doesn't know I, I don't know what process you did to get to where you're at I don't know what products you're using what pressure you're using how wide your overlap is and everybody's like oh my overlaps really good and I'm like that may be but if your pressure doesn't match your overlap you might not have enough pressure for how tight your overlap is. And I've had guys tell me, and I've had them send me pictures, and they're like, my overlap's an eighth inch, and I'm like, that's tight overlap. And then they show me, and it is super tight, but their pressure's so light, they're not even covering an eighth inch. No. So it's like, that's pretty skinny. I mean, your pad's just barely skipping across the surface, but as soon as you add a little bit of pressure and keep your overlap there, all of a sudden it all starts falling together. Yeah. Well, that's always a big one. What's your favorite thing to polish? Wheels, tanks, boxes? I'd
1: say, uh, hmm, Peterbilt boxes.
0: Really? Honestly. Really? Yeah. The diamond plate ones or the smooth face ones?
1: Uh, diamond.
0: Really? Yeah. I don't I like know diamond what. plate. It's, I, uh,
1: my technique is just side to side, side to side, yep. and then bring it back up, Yep. and then I've always had decent luck with it. That's the perfect
0: way to do it. I mean, you're catching both sets of the diamonds, and then you're clearing it all up on mm-hmm. your final pass.
1: And even as frustrating as diamond plate is, those side smooth done. box uh, of, of your box, I had a habit of the day when I was running that three eighty eight, that cream one. Yep. Yeah, had those always looking pretty good, and I was always happy with them. That's the <laughs> only. It's just, just living in the living in the past of. The, <laughs> Getting a nice clear finish yeah. that. and that's always been my favorite thing
0: to polish up. That's awesome. I, honestly, that's the first time somebody's ever said diamond plate. Yeah, Usually everybody's like, oh, I love tanks or I love grills or I love wheels. It's <laughs> mostly the side of the box. Is that <laughs> the, the diamond
1: part? plate's not terrible for me. I, I I don't know. I've always been able to just, yeah, you know, you just work through it. and Maybe it's not perfect, perfect and stuff, but... But it's smooth. It's smooth and it's not leaving a bunch of black hash behind and and whatever, leftover rouge. Right. And you can't, well, once you go back up on it, somehow everything went good and
0: you're okay. Clears right up. Don't want
1: to do the other side now, though, honestly.
0: So I'm sure everybody's kind of caught on by now, the accent. (laughs) Is there an accent? (laughs) Yeah. So where are you you from Uh, originally?
1: So... Uh, Thompson, Manitoba is where I was born,
0: sure. which is so Canada.
1: A few hours, uh, about eight nine hours, depending on how many stops at Tim's you make. Um, <laughs> you north gotta of hit of them all right. <laughs> north of Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is north of Fargo, North Dakota, north of Omaha, Nebraska, north sure. of yeah. Just keep going north.
0: Everybody, everybody always gives me the beans when we're at shows about. When I say about, about yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like not quite Canadian, but it's pretty close. Oh, so. well, it's just uh, you guys are a bit thicker.
1: You're definitely not a UP accent or oh. anything like that. UP oh, is more Canadian yeah, than anybody. You betcha, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: The UP is more Canadian than Canada is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like, okay, calm down. But <laughs> <throw> <laughs> take her easy there. Bit. Yeah, you're adding a little too much sauce to the mix. It, it, We're I always tell everybody we're like where we're at here, we're like 60 miles south of where A starts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, eh? Oh yeah. The the weather's gonna be great today, eh? (laughs) And I I always get nervous. Like I have a few youpers that come down with their log trucks to get done every year. And the one guy, every year he comes down and we get done with his truck and he walks around the truck and he's like, oh man, she looks good, eh? And I'm like, I I never know if he's asking me or if he's telling me. Oh, he's telling you.
1: he's uh he's confirming
0: yeah (laughs) oh man she looks good eh and then he just like waits and i'm like i'm not sure if he asked me if i think it looks good or if he's telling me he thinks it looks good trying to like decipher a little bit but just meet in the middle dale right yeah (laughs) yeah Uh Yeah. uh-huh yep no i I agree she looks good she looks good eh (laughs) yeah but uh
1: what do you got now
0: what got you into trucking oh
1: Farming and and being around a bit of heavy equipment and wanting to well, I don't know I, I don't know Come what from it a was family of
0: truckers no nope. first one really first generation yeah that's pretty cool
1: yeah and uh, I don't even know what wanted me to get to like in the tankers or just trucking in general I d- I don't know what clicked but it was just something I wanted to do and
0: because so, it seems like you really like it okay, oh yeah. Yeah, I could, when I talk to you at the shows, it's like you have a passion for it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's that it's in my family, my thing, and I'm able to just run with it. And they just go, whatever you say, like yeah. that's the first generation thing. It's not, I don't know, I don't have to uh, really worry about what they're or thinking about it. Or up to somebody it and, else's and, expectations yeah, or
0: footsteps, yeah.
1: That kind of thing, yeah, and not you can get uh, that. But there's also probably the good side of that, where you're striving to do what the last generation has done and everything else, which I, I've caught on quite a bit and taken cues, just learning with the environment that I'm around, with the show trucks and the other things and the professional attitudes. With I
0: was going to say, you work for an awesome company to get to be able to express your creative side. Yeah. I mean... Working at Jade, there's, it doesn't seem like there's ever an end to the level of nice trucks they build. No. And getting to be able to go to the shows with those trucks, it's got to be like, I don't know. I, I've, I've known Jade for all the years I've been polishing. Um, I'm pretty sure, I still remember back when Larry was showing, yeah. and I knew Dennis pretty well. I knew Marty real well.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I got to see all those guys out at the shows all the time. and they always had nice trucks. They weren't slouching any bit. No, and
1: and that's the thing when you're uh, kind of bringing I don't know, Jacob Gunderson. Uh, <laughs> you like to say Canadian cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and he, a... it, It's just you might not have those say twenty four five lows or anything like that on the truck, but again, it's something that we can't find at home. Very. Yep readily available when you need. Like I uh, said, it
0: still comes down to the story.
1: Yeah, and
0: uh, there's it, a reason for stuff it. Stuff
1: like that that um, Canadian cool.
0: It's so what got you into the polishing side of it? Like you're a first-generation trucker and I, I doubt there's a polisher in your family. No. So it's like what brought you to the shiny side of the trucks? Just pride in your ride?
1: Uh, seeing the other guys like Marty and Dennis and and Terry and Barry and, and that was pretty much the uh, uh, go-to for getting you know to the next level of you the truck that i was i guess pretty known for running when i was starting out was <laughs> that little 386 with the yep. coffin sleeper and the one stack waving all the time you know? <laughs> and uh and it just it was never really uh didn't have anybody uh taking care of it and and I drove it for eight months or something like that. And I saw it as an opportunity to just, if I can prove that I can make this thing look good, maybe I'll get to the next thing and the next thing and the next. And it's, yeah. It's, it's worked just, out well
0: for you because that new Kenworth is super cool.
1: And it's, yeah, it's, it's right up my alley for, I, I like all the plaid and everything that we did with it. And I agree. It was. It's uh, different.
0: Yeah. For me, it's a good different. I, I love plaid. I think that whole interior just... Is something different that not a lot of other people have seen. Then even that, it being a B, is Mm -hmm. just different
1: too. Yeah, it's everyone's kind of stuck with the L, and and so be it. But it was a different stroke, uh, different folks kind of thing for the B, and make it uh, make it look good.
0: So there wasn't anybody else polishing anything else other than like pride. The big thing
1: when you start at. Jade, or at least it was for me, they uh, <clears throat> talk about how we have a wash-based staff. And they'll take care of washing the trucks and everything. But they ask you a kind of... It's, it's almost like in your resume or your uh, interview is, what do you think about taking care of the truck for the shiny side of things? We'll wash it, you shine it, kind of thing. That's and
0: honestly it, a good way to do it.
1: It gives you that sort of initiative to keep pushing yourself and and keep that thing looking good and washing it is just yeah it gets done and but it's that polish that's really showing the pride in your ride you're taking that time to do it yourself and learn with it and
0: polish is that last little bit of jewelry you know like mm -hmm. you can have a cool truck but if your polish isn't right the truck just kind of falls off the wayside You know, sometimes
1: you might look at a ratted out clapped out looking thing and you're
0: Looking at some shiny (laughs) as all
1: hell. and Dang, I think I might want to buy that or
0: something. (laughs) It's looking pretty tasty. So what's been like the highlight of your career so far? Like what was the one thing, if you had to put a a dot on one thing so far that you were like, this kind of made my year, Hmm. or this has kind of set the tone for you for where you're headed?
1: I think it was that that first truck that... uh, kind of got uh, a bit more into the show truck things which is that uh, 388 stand-up cream and green I think that was kind of where I knew I could uh, go up from there go up from there and with that 386 I was kind of all right yeah I'll just keep uh, I'll just keep at her keep at her yeah smile on the face come on let's (laughs) go and and you get compliments with something like that and then when Starts you start some confidence, start driving something that's a little bit better, or whatever, a little bit more of your taste might not necessarily be better, but more, uh, more your taste. It it, it definitely helped me kind of get a cue on what was going to be coming, like, and, and what to shoot for. Yeah. Like and after getting to know a
0: little bit, like that, your new your new truck is like. It kind of fits your style, too. Oh, yeah. It's you to a T. (laughs) Plaid,
1: kind of 70s, groovy vibe. Yeah, yeah. Just laid back. Maybe a bit sarcastic-like.
0: Yeah. uh, yeah. It's not until you start looking at the small details that you're like, oh, all right, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty subtle on the outside. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't
1: necessarily think you're going to open your... Open the door to Grandma's living room. Yeah, like.
0: Grandma's <laughs> living room.
1: Somebody said that at a show. It's oh. like sitting in Grandma's living room. Your like, grandma yeah, was gonna, cool. We're going to plastic wrap the seats and everything and we're going to make sure she stays fresh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's outstanding.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I think that might be it, for a personal achievement. Uh, highlight of the career I guess so far it was that and and then now this this new truck is definitely not to make it a materialist sure kind of highlight but something that you take a lot of pride in and and it's part of your job and everything else like I done the ice road thing and that was that was pretty cool it was just a, a Pretty boring, honest. It's yeah. like, once you get into it, it's like, oh yeah, this is fun.
0: This Ten is mile fun. an hour, all over, all over the place.
1: Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, and it's just, okay, okay. What did I sign myself <laughs> up for here? Yeah, yeah. But another thing that is uh, a, and, and I can't thank them enough when it comes to it. But I was up on the ice roads, and it just shows what a good company Jade is. That uh, my grandma had been diagnosed with cancer about the same time I was heading out there and we thought oh, okay like you never think it's gonna happen super fast yeah. like d- the deteriorating of yeah. the uh, situation but yeah it ended up being uh, being very fast and I was only up there for a month or so and uh, they were like well it's gonna happen soon yeah so what they had done is uh, they got me a load all the way up from where we were camped out in Yellowknife Northwest Territory sure all the way home to Winnipeg really just direct run step back load oversized. got, you home. got me home and uh, Chris McAllister actually uh, delivered that load while I just pretty much turned the key off and ran to the uh, hospital and I got there about it was uh, got two hours with her wow and, and that was just like just can't thank them enough for that's awesome getting that done and just shows that like it's not a you're a number thing at all yeah. there and treat you like family
0: and honestly I've, I've I don't even know how many years I've known Larry now um, and I, I know David I don't I don't know Jonathan as well I mean I've met him a few times but I don't know him as well as I do David um, and Larry I mean he's always been super nice to me and yeah honestly the whole group has always been super nice to me Dennis has been great um, Adam Adam's always been good. Marty.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, God, I can't even get into some Marty stories. I'm not sure we'd be allowed to air it. You can't even
1: say Marty without that.
0: <laughs> like, Marty. If, if we got to talk about all that stuff, I'm sure we yeah. wouldn't get to air it. But um, no, it's been a lot of fun and just such a great group of guys. I always get that that home family feel when when we when we all get together. Um, even if we're just shooting around, shooting the breeze, you just feel like you're family, even though I'm not. You know, I I would imagine that that translates into everybody else and Marty and Dennis and every driver I've ever met has always spoken highly of. Oh um, yeah, and the whole organization. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, yeah do treat you like family
1: and it's and that was a thing taken 18 year old kind of <laughs> I guess cowboy there you go <laughs> on uh, <laughs> on so. Yeah, early, 18 years old, right. and and they gave a lot of training and made sure that I was comfortable with what I was doing. Right, didn't jump me into anything that I needed to maybe learn on the learn on the go pedaling away, and right, just uh yeah, it was it, and I think their idea was to uh, have uh, younger people coming in and there's a couple of us and and kind of mold what they want out of a driver sure and it it worked out quite well for uh the couple of us that were given the opportunity to do it
0: built you into a a deal, jade driver
1: (laughs) yeah i i guess so and and there's there's other guys that have started it uh, later on in their career and they're just as good better
0: whatever can jump into that spot
1: yeah yeah it's just i did like the opportunity to uh yeah
0: start right out the gate and be with one company
1: yeah yeah exactly and yeah it made it a, made a big difference for it's not a big thing I anymore. think if Most I, people jump from one to the next yeah the next. if I ended up starting out somewhere where it was more fleet orientated and, and and a big big company where maybe you're more of a number than anything I don't think I'd still be in it yeah. it's just that's what I live for is the camaraderie the family homey feel of, yep. yeah yeah
0: honestly different. that's still my favorite part of the the semi scene is it's it's a lot more family camaraderie instead of like uh, just somebody's here for another another something you yeah. know some reason or another
1: yeah between jobs or something like that or yeah just yeah. not in it for same idea of you're uh, you're doing it because it's a uh, lifestyle you know you enjoy yeah, it it's true for the most part
0: and it's cool that you enjoy it being a, a first first generation truck driver I mean it's everybody asks me the question all the time like why polishing like that you didn't have any polishers in your family no like why polishing I'm like I don't know it just called my name I guess I don't know yeah and now I couldn't see myself doing anything else you no. know so it's always cool for me to see for me it's cool to see driver like yourself that does as much as you do in the polishing side because i i know a lot of a lot of the old drivers always said i used to polish all my own stuff but when you talk to them and you figure it out it was like they just used hand polish and that's fine not that that's not to degrade the fact that they did polish but it's like they weren't high speed buffing so it's like and it's different to do your truck once a year versus yeah. doing it three trucks a day every day of your life mm-hmm And most people don't understand that is like i have to treat it like a business this isn't my truck that i can polish it once a year and if it takes me all weekend to do it i'm not out anything because it's my own truck like Mm -hmm. this is something i have to make a business out of yeah and that was a struggle for me for a number of years so when i see a guy like yourself that polishes but still stops here once in a while just to say hi and get a quick touch up like that's cool to me because you understand exactly what it takes to do that oh yeah and i see when i this this might be the
1: it's not the not the last time i'm going to be stopping in for a touch up because when it comes to uh doing it myself there's a lot of time that yeah it's like i gotta put aside to i come in i might only have 36 hours to be home yeah. and, and do my thing and you don't want to
0: spend them all polishing.
1: No. There's the there's the cleaning factor, there's the uh, just general upkeep of everything and making sure you're to a T and dotting your eyes on everything else.
0: And then laundry and then, paperwork and
1: Yeah. And and then you come on to uh Well, I gotta polish this thing now, so I've only got ten hours left in my day. Yeah. And gotta leave early in the morning or something. You're up to like Two three in the morning in the shop and and Mark the head shop comes in and he's got coffee. And like, Thank you so much. I'm <laughs> uh, gonna hit the road now.
0: Yeah. Alright, so we maxed out on that first part. But so that leads into my next question is I usually ask people what's the most interesting thing that you've polished, but you mainly do your own truck. So it's not like that you're polishing for somebody else. So I will go with what is the most interesting place you've polished. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I'd say that the uh, most interesting place I've polished, uh, probably the streets of Albert Lee, Minnesota. Oh, like, what were you doing in the
0: streets <laughs> of Albert Lee, Minnesota?
1: Well, Dennis and I were headed to a truck show down in Brett, Iowa, the No Coast Large Car uh, Show. JR. Uh, Sluggers lifetime lug yeah. cover show. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I had gotten washed up early the night before, and Dennis uh, had to wait till morning, so he had uh, he'd gone to bed get some rest, and I just got the truck washed, finished wiping it down. I noticed uh, a little bit of imperfection in the uh, <laughs> tanks, and and I just wasn't having it. So I have all my polishing stuff with me on the road. Just in my box and <laughs> and uh so strapped on the respirator, plugged her into the inverter with the truck idling away there. And you run a variable. Yeah, a yeah. variable de And uh yeah. I just started hammering it out with the lights <laughs> on on the truck and took a couple Snapchats, sent them to Evan. Yeah. I'm like I'm really to? working
0: on this side of the <laughs> yeah, road here.
1: Yeah, yeah, just sitting on the uh sitting on the asphalt getting the uh Hemorrhoids, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, I was I was a little black in the face there uh, the next morning, and uh, yeah, had some questions to answer uh, at <laughs> the dentist <laughs> when uh, yeah. Oh, you're finally! Oh, never mind. I think you've been up all night. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> yeah, we saw you at that show. The wife and I uh, took the kids down to that show. We hadn't gone out and done anything all year, and. Um, I just decided last minute we were gonna to go to the No Coast Large Car Show, and we got down there and I saw you guys there, and I was like, well "That's where he was headed" because you'd sent me the snap saying that you were getting yep. polished up for a show, and uh, it was a good show. It was a big turnout. Oh, that was that was probably one of my favorite shows to be at. It's just
1: yeah. we were parked with people we enjoy and and really get along with, and then there was a there was a good Canadian crowd around there, yeah. like. Uh, Mariner Chartrand, Barry LaFrance, and yep. uh, I love
0: Bear. Bear's, uh, yeah, I've known Bear. Ty Jam as well. Yeah, yep. I've known Bear for a long time, and it's always great to sit and shoot the breeze with Bear. I, I love old trucker stories, so getting to talk with Dennis <laughs> yeah. and Bear, I think I must have sat um, by Bear's truck and talked with him and Dennis for probably the better part, of four hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. you just get lost. I yep. mean, there's... You just,
1: next story keeps going, keeps <laughs> going keep going, keep on. Next thing you know, Bear's filling the thermos back up.
0: And, oh, man. Yeah. I can't drink with Bear. No. I, no. I gave that up for Lent 10 years ago and I ain't going back. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are professionals. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: Talk about professional. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, but stuff like that, where, uh, yeah, that was probably the uh, weirdest place I've busted out the buffer was the side of the road yeah the side streets of uh, Albert Lee Minnesota
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's the um, what was what's been the hardest thing for you to polish so far like what's what's been your biggest struggle
1: I'd say Kenworth end caps they're just so flat
0: yeah the and flat I, end caps
1: yeah and even though working i said the side of the uh, steps really like those but it's such a small piece that you can kind of any imperfections you might not really see them as much and and it's such a tight spot you're working on
0: yeah it's pretty hard to mess up i always tell everybody even when you're working on a flat end cap on like a kenworth tank just move a little faster moving faster keeps your line tighter and a lot of times it solves the problem itself oh, but yeah. the problem is is so I'm going to make a YouTube video on this to try and explain it a little better, um, but that black line, most people chase that black line, and that black line, when it spins off in front of your buff, like on a rounded surface, that black line is a lot closer to where your buff is versus when you're working on something flat. When you're working on something flat and you got a round buff on something flat, that rouge slings off straight in front of you. So if you're looking at my finger and the people that are listening to the, Podcasts aren't gonna be able to see this, but if you're looking at my finger where it's Slides off in front of the buff. It's way up here So about an inch above where where you hard. are So if you're chasing that black line, you're jumping your line all the time And that's why most people struggle is flat stuff They don't compensate for that black line slinging off further in front of their buff because it's flat versus if it's rounded when it's rounded that black comes all the way around and slings off right in front of your buff is mm-hmm. it the other stuff slides over the top of the tank. It just shoots over the top of the rounded part. Oh yeah. So the black line ends up closer to where your buff is on rounded stuff versus on flat. On flat it's quite a bit wider and the people that chase that black line, they're on top of that the whole time. And that other line you just say is
1: shine line? Or? Yeah, so the yeah. shine line.
0: The shine line is what I teach people when they come to my class is that shine line is where you want the buff to sit. You want it to stay in that shine line all the time. So the shine line is just behind the black line and I try to teach most people to see where the buff is flattening out versus where that black line is because the buff will flatten out if you're pushing properly it should be about a quarter inch to a half inch right so the buff should be laying about a quarter inch to a half inch on the surface and you should only move up about an eighth to a quarter of an inch every time so you're overlapping everything twice right well the black line is still a quarter inch above your half inch oh yeah so there's still a quarter inch that gets missed if you're chasing the black line and that's nine out of ten people struggle when they come to me and they're like I'm leaving white lines or I'm leaving yellow lines or brown lines it's like you're just missing that overlap
1: oh yeah yeah it's so all that just a bit of an optical illusion that's yep. keeping you from and honestly I dead, think right. that
0: now that you added more pressure to yours I think you're going to be better off too. It's it's going oh. to help you with your flat work 100 percent too. Yeah, because now that. it's going to flatten that pad out a little bit more. Mm-hmm.
1: Getting a little more surface area covered mm-hmm. when you're chasing those uh, little black lines.
0: What's the What's the best advice, or just a couple pieces of advice that you could give um, another driver? that wants to maintain their own ride like what would you tell them has been like some easy things that you've found that you do for yourself that makes your life easier when you go to do a full polish like is it certain products is it certain ways you hand polish or how often you hand polish that kind of stuff I'd say it's definitely uh, yeah that kind of almost like preventative maintenance
1: where you just keep it on top of it like with the uh, uh, aluminum hand polish just go over everything after you say you're done your week or something and your truck's cleaned up. Yep. Uh, just one over it and and when you're say doing your tanks like uh, we talked about earlier go up and down with the hand polish versus going side to side. Yep. And,
0: or a lot of people just, go in circles. Man, yeah. Man. I see swirls in a lot of people's stuff just because they're going in circles they're yep. not going with the grain. Um, polishing you don't always have to go with the grain when you're cutting and coloring. Um, usually you do um, but some things you just can't um, but hand polish should always be done with the grain unless it's going to create what I call the fat lady, the the sideways stripes you want to try and go up and down as much as possible yeah that's, that's cool
1: yeah that's uh, I think the biggest thing is just keeping up on everything it might be, I don't know an hour of your time to just kind of go around your truck Yep. Make sure you just cover all your aluminum. That's, hard. you put all that money or your hard work and time into it. You might as well keep it with good products like, yeah, your aluminum
0: polish. Yeah, I know. I know you've been using our Time to Shine stuff quite a bit this year. Um, I noticed you primarily use the the Time to Shine aluminum polish. Yep. Um, you use the quick detailer quite a bit. Yep. And the ceramic yep. sealant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've touched a little bit into that, but. I, I I haven't really done the uh, the truck with it just because I God, I don't know, it's a lot of surface area that I was like, Oh man, it's I I think I'm just gonna go over my aluminum one more time with the aluminum polish and we'll get the ceramic done later and but after seeing what we did today with that uh, The ceramic foam. F- the ceramic foam, I'm like, Man, I, that was too easy.
0: All right. And we walked out there now that the truck's dry. And it's... It's glossed up. Ridiculously yeah. glossy. Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah, probably it's... wipe down the back of the bunk with the ceramic sealant before you leave just to get some of the spots that we missed when we washed it. Um, and it'll help protect the back of that even more because the back's going to get beat from how hard you guys run. Um, but I'll hit well, the back of it with the, the ceramic sealant. And you've been using the glass sealant.
1: Yeah, 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 for my... Uh... Any of my glass, like any of my windows, I've been using it. Do you
0: find you and use your windshield wipers less?
1: I I hardly use them in the first place unless really? I like really need to use them. <laughs> I just I get in the habit of just not using them if I don't need to. Most of the time I've got some sort of glass sealant on there yeah. that beads up and it just runs away and, yeah. and you can see through the uh, the beading.
0: But that makes a big difference. Honestly, I, I don't use windshield wipers on my pickup at all anymore. I yeah. mean unless it's a real light mist and i'm not doing over like 15 or 20 miles an hour Mm -hmm. i mean it just runs right off i don't even have to mess with it but um i did i did notice that when you were at waupon that you used the quick detailer quite a bit the tire shine a bit um but honestly the the quick detailer's got some ceramic in it as well so i mean a few layers of that you're going to start catching up with where the ceramic sealant is the ceramic sealant just gives it a little bit of extra gloss but Uh, I think my favorite part about that,
1: and it might be just my use or, or other people might find it when you're using that quick deal detailer I find you just you don't have to go back over it necessarily like it's almost like it just gets evaporated yeah. when you're done wiping through it doesn't streak it doesn't do anything that's you're losing that uh, clarity in your in your that's what we were shooting
0: anything. for we wanted to wipe on be done that's yeah what we wanted
1: and if you maybe want it to be a bit more glossy, then yeah, go through with a uh, microfiber or something and give her
0: give it like a final polish, bit of a buff. Yep, yeah, that works. Yep. All right. So this is the roughest part for me. Um, I get to open the floor to you and let you ask me a question. I, I always ask no asking about previous companies I worked with or. Religion or politics? <laughs> <Okay>. That's it.
1: <laughs> oh man. Should have been thinking about this earlier.
0: <laughs> uh, I like to put people on the spot because it seems to be more natural and you end up with some. Definitely ends up being more interesting. I'd say
1: uh, with the job, you have a lot of traveling and a lot of time here and you're away from. Uh, the girls and sure and family in general and it's it's a lot like trucking hmm right I had,
0: I've never trucked but I would assume so yeah
1: well yeah just a lot of time put away to uh, the job you got to be there Yeah. and uh, what would you say uh, for next year we've had such a slow year uh, like like maybe not slow I know what you're getting at but yeah. uh, for the show scene of, yeah. of things, we've kind of had a year where we've been able to kick back and I got spoiled really, this year. Yeah, and 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 reel it in and just realize what you've been uh, kind of missing all these years, right?
0: Yeah, I will say like it's been tough. I mean, and you were at my house. You didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with my girls, but honestly, my my oldest is ten, my youngest turned seven, and um, they went with me to the the. Uh, lifetime Lugnut covers. No Kosnark. No, yeah. A uh, large car shop. Finally got to meet them there. Yeah. And, yeah. and my girls have just become, I don't even know what to call it. They've, they're their own beings. I mean, they've they've grown into, my oldest is turning into a young adult. I mean, oh, yeah. they're both very mature and both pretty responsible for their age. Mm-hmm. And like, I missed a lot of that. I don't regret anything because I've, I've built a business that have helped set us up for a better future. Oh, yeah. um, but I, I come from a first generation, and we didn't have something to fall back on, and we didn't have something pre-built given to us. You know, and it was like when my wife and I got married, we got married in 05, um, she was ready to have kids right away. And we I had just quit my full-time job at the wash yeah yeah and I asked my wife I said give me five years without kids (laughs) and I didn't mean any I didn't mean anything bad by it it was want to know your set I didn't want to be building a business and the financial burden of a kid at the same time and I knew I know my work ethic and my dedication to what I want and I figured if I had five years to get this thing off the ground and get my business established to where I was comfortable, we'd be in a better spot. So we did. We waited five years. It was almost exactly five years when we had our first. Um, I think it was from June June when I quit my job until she was born in April. Yeah, April. Check the dates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was born in April. And... um it was almost five years. So, five years from that June to that April. And um, what is that? Two months short of five years. And um, my wife still worked at that time. Um, she took her, um, what is it, 12 weeks you get when you have a kid or whatever. She, Canada might be different.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't honestly know.
0: Ellen, what is it for when you have your kid? 12 weeks? I'll 12, yeah. Yeah, so she took the full 12 weeks with her first one. And then she went back to work. And I worked mornings. She worked afternoons. So with Lexi, our oldest, um, I was with her all afternoon. So I'd get up at, like, 5 or 6 in the morning, and I'd work until 3. Well, business was really picking up for us at that time. And it was getting really busy, and it was like, all right, now we need to get a babysitter from 3 until 5 or 3 until 6 when I could get home. And then I'd watch Lexi, and then the wife would get home at, like, I think she worked 3 to 10 or 2 to 10, something like that. So it was like our shifts were overlapping. So, like, I'd be dead tired. Yeah. And I'd be half the time sleeping by the time she got home or whatever. So it was like I got to be around Lexi a lot when she was a baby. Well, Lexi and Lacey are three years apart. When Lacey was born, um, we were having issues with some babysitters that we had. It just wasn't working out for us. So... I told the wife, I think it was like, right after Lacey was born, she took her 12 weeks with Lacey and then she went back to work and it was only like three or four weeks after uh, she went back, we were having a ton of issues with the babysitters and it was like, her paycheck was like $200 or $300 for two weeks. And I looked at her and I said, I can make that in one day. Why don't you stay home and raise the kids?
1: Yeah. and I'll just work
0: all day. So it was the sacrifice that I made for my wife being able to be a stay-at-home mom was I'll work. I get up most days at six o'clock in the morning. I start marketing from six until eight. I polish in the shop from eight until five. I go home, I market from five until eight. It's
1: <laughs> a lot of marketing, yeah.
0: And then I the kids are going to bed at, well you were there at what, 7.30 last night? yeah and they were already tucked in yeah so I, like a lot of days when it was when it was crazy I'd be gone in the morning before they got up I'd be getting home either just in time to give them a kiss goodnight for bed or they were in bed and asleep already and I didn't want to wake them up now throw on top of that the show schedule and everything else it was like yeah I don't regret doing that because it set us
1: it's done good
0: in place for yeah. a better better future for the kids yeah but at the same time what you were getting at is this year i got spoiled yeah we were home a lot like i wasn't even allowed to work mobile like we had a cop here at our shop uh six o'clock in the morning on a saturday to tell us we weren't essential oh really and that covid had us shut down and we ended up we had dealt with the state ahead of that to find out if we could be open if we were essential or not. Since we do take rims and tires off, we were considered maintenance oh, yeah. um, on semis. So we were able to stay open during the whole COVID. We had a lot of restrictions here. We weren't allowed to have people in the building for a little while. Yeah. Um, there's still some mask restrictions and stuff. Um, I don't know, it's been weird, but that cop was here at six o'clock on a Saturday morning because somebody had called in a picture I had put on my Instagram No. Oh. and it was like, I don't know why somebody wanted to put us in that position, but at the same time, we weren't even able to work mobile. Like we had to work out of our shops. Everybody had to bring their trucks here. It, it, it's been weird. Like I come to work every day at like six thirty, seven o'clock. I'm home every day for like three, four, five o'clock because I don't have that commute to somebody else's shop to yeah. go polish three or four trucks and then the commute back. So it's like, I've been home a lot, I've been around the girls a lot this year. Yeah. And they've gotten used to dad being home. <laughs> So if the show is open wide open next year, like I really want to push our new product, our Time to Shine stuff. Yeah. Um, and I know we have a couple years of promoting that to get it fully launched and moved in the direction that I want it to be. Um, leaving the company we were working with was kind of a tough decision on our side. Um, and moving in the direction we did was even harder because we were starting over essentially. Oh, yeah and um it was tough i mean we still there's still people that message me that don't know we left and started our own no yeah that's the because we haven't had the shows and people see a lot of the stuff we do at the shows yeah yeah so if the shows are open next year i'm going to be a little more picky and choosy um i'm probably going to just fly into some of them and not work at them um i've noticed a shift in the industry a little bit um the way things used to go aren't the way they still go now that with the e-logs There's a lot less time for people to be in places for shows. Yeah, so like um, <clears throat> Let's just say for example Like 75 Chrome shop. Um, we always go down to Clint Dick's shop. He lets us use his shop um, Even then most people couldn't get in until like Thursday or Friday before the show and the show starts on Friday So it was like, we usually polish there like Tuesday or Wednesday and had people come in early. Well now with e-logs, people can't get in that early. Yeah, so it definitely puts a strain on And it doesn't pay for us to go down and polish at it anymore. Um, Clint has a local guy now that's been taking care of his stuff, which is nice. Yeah, Because Clint's been good to us and I didn't want to leave him hanging. Oh yeah. And um, Louisville isn't that much away from there. So most people are still looking really good from Louisville, they just need a quick hand polish touch-up. So it's like, uh, let's say, for example, Chad Berry. When he goes down, I could fly in. He carries hand polish with him. I could help him hand polish, clock his tires and stuff, and call it a day. Yeah, I wouldn't need to take my entire pickup, my trailer, my grinders, all that stuff down. I could just fly in and hang out. Yeah. I could fly in on Thursday, help him touch up Thursday night so he's ready for the show on Friday, hang out for the weekend, and fly back home on Sunday. And I guess even with that,
1: uh, the not working... Exactly. not working the shows really yeah. uh, if you were more into just, yeah you do that uh, hand polish touch ups maybe, I don't know helping out a little bit more in depth here and there but you're yeah. not at the level of uh, you're not in it yeah. as, as like Louisville, deep.
0: We, we hit Louisville hard, like we always go into Louisville deep, we usually have yeah, 10, that. 12 14 guys with us that were full polishing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're knocking trucks out. We're doing full details. We're doing full polishes. Like we do a lot at Louisville every year. Yeah. That one's always been a good marketing for us. Yeah. Um, 75 has been hit and miss for us. Um, we've had some really good years and we've had some years where we drove all the way down and we just had good marketing. We had good exposure. Oh yeah. So sometimes it is just better to fly in, hang out, hang out with everybody, just go out to the dinners and yeah, help everybody just wipe down. Than it is to set up a booth and have product and all that stuff. It's just, it, it's not always the best move to have a booth at every show.
1: Yeah. So would you? Uh, I guess I, I, I don't know, know how often you've taken Lexi, Lacey and and, and gone down to the shows and actually uh, spent the time with them. Other than maybe, yeah, you had good day and uh, Britt there, yeah. and, and and got to just
0: kick back and have... I feel like now that the girls are getting older um they're starting to enjoy what dad does oh yeah so um Britt was still a little bit of a learning There's, curve for them like yeah they're not used to the fact that i'll sit down and talk with bear for four hours oh yeah and they're just like come on it's hot like, we don't know what to do can yeah. we sit in the truck and play our games it's like yeah that's fine but they're starting to get used to the fact that we walk around, we see the cool trucks, they they see the light show, they love the light show every year. Yeah. So it's like at Wapond, they love coming down for the light show. Yeah. Britt, they love the light show. They thought that was cool, getting to see everything all lit up. Yeah so it's like yeah. as they start getting a little older, I would like to start flying and taking them with to a lot of the shows just because they're starting to enjoy what I enjoy. Yeah. So it's like it would be nice to travel the country. Yes, it's a business a business deal yeah. but at the same time I've got to see a lot of cool places a lot of cool people got to do a lot of neat things because of this business so I would like to start taking the girls along I think we're like two three years away from them going full-time with us but, yeah yeah um, it would be fun
1: grabbing her eggs making a wage yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's coming it is yeah it's they're, com- they're doing little bottling labeling and other yep. stuff like that around here yep. and yeah. We
0: try to keep them involved. Like we want the kids to understand there's a value to every dollar. Yep. Like, the stuff just doesn't get given to you. you no. Know? Well, that's a good that's question. Good. Yeah, like
1: that. That, that and it was just more, more so to do with this year being yeah. yeah. This year was back. It was nice to spoiled be spoiled in the in the home time and and if we have a good good heavy deep year to, like next year. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, quite the this I need to start
0: leaning on my franchise a little more like I need them to start taking care of some of this stuff as well and I need to get them some more exposure so that people can see them at the shows and still understand they're gonna get the same all right so I feel like that's pretty well it um, it's been a long one yeah it's gonna be a good one I'm I'm happy because was a lot of good information come out of this one yeah um, like I said, from a driver's perspective of maintaining your own and getting to see the world through your eyes a little bit and helping that part of the industry as well. Some of the drivers that reach out to me that they only polish their truck and getting to hear somebody else that, um, I mean, you and I have known each other for the better part of a year now. Maybe, yeah. maybe closer to two.
1: Yeah, and I think I've been following your stuff for the probably five years that I've known of... Uh, you doing the very very um, you got to turn the volume up on them
0: kind the, of videos. The old videos, yeah, yeah. Where you're
1: like, oh man, I'm not sure exactly what I
0: what I heard there. But we didn't even have a microphone. All I had was my GoPro, yeah. And we made it work with what we had. at yeah. least
1: you know, there's like some visual of yeah. uh, what's
0: happening and and. It's actually a GoPro yeah. Hero Three. That's how there old it There you go.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, the yeah. Uh, like I I started out with all this stuff from like getting it from a chrome shop that doesn't know anything about the polishing. Yeah. Just That's where most people do stuff. Have the bars, have the airways, and you're like, I, I think these match up. Okay, we're going <laughs> to trial and error. Let's do it. And
0: I still get that a lot. A lot of people switch them around. The green first and then the brown. It's like, no, it's the other way around.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. just a, a friend of mine had asked. He got uh, a, a green wheel, and he wasn't too sure about the green airway. Sure. Uh, they told him to uh, use it as his. I think it was his finishing wheel. Sure. And and I was wondering, yeah, is that? Uh, <laughs> is he gonna have more error than trial? <laughs> it all success? depends.
0: Like everybody's brands are different, so some pe- somebody's green buff could be the same as my white buff. You know, yeah, the yeah. color of fabric really doesn't it, matter. It's yeah. the stiffnesses and stuff that make the biggest yeah. difference.
1: I told him to kind of. Show me a video of him kind of flexing like it see and, and did, see, yeah. yeah. So I'll try to let him know. But <laughs> yeah, I
0: was when was it? When was the first time you messaged me? Probably two years ago.
1: Probably about two years ago, and that was kind of. Uh, I can't remember what I was
0: doing that. I don't remember either. You asked me a couple questions about something, and uh didn't hear nothing for a while and I just assumed it worked out because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like usually if it doesn't work people hit me right away they're like yeah. ah that uh, didn't
1: work. Nope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, but when it works it's either I don't hear from them again or I'll get a thank you once in a while you know. Yeah. And then I think it was like six months later you messaged me and sent me some pictures and we're like this is what I was working on and I was like oh shit six months later. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But, it worked. As a Canadian, the thank yous implied. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please and thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it was fine, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I understand what it is. Like I'm, I started the YouTube channel to help. I started these podcasts to help. It's like, I don't. I appreciate when people do say thank you, but it's not something I have to have either. No. Like it does drive me crazy. I will say this for the people that stuck around to the end to listen to this. Listen the people that made it all the way to the end, it does drive me crazy if you message me every day asking questions and don't ask how I'm doing. Because if you're asking me every day, oh, yeah. just give me one day where you're like, how you doing?
1: And there's some calls that just get that lock screen button, man. <laughs> I, I got, I know uh, that, that's got it I got a few polishers that
0: just hit me up every day and a couple of them don't listen to me either. So it's like I explained the problem what they need to do to fix it, and then they call me back a week later with the exact same problem. And it's like, all right, now you're just asking me because you don't want to take the time to figure it out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that hurts because I'm not getting paid for that time. And I have to take time out of my day in the shop. And it's not like I'm just sitting in my office all day waiting for a phone call to come in. Like I'm running a grinder and I'm trying to get stuff done and I'm trying to make money. And it's like sometimes it just gets old. And it's like I try to answer everybody as best I can. I try to answer back all the emails, text messages, phone calls, all that yeah. stuff. But some days it's like I can't deal with this guy. When it's seven days in a row, three weeks in a row, it's like oh my god, it's just getting to be too much. Sometimes like no, yeah, I that's... need to spend some time with the wife and kids at some point in time. Yeah, that time choose out of that time.
1: That's the big, big thing with those YouTube kind of tutorial videos where mm-hmm. you're able to just now just send them to it and, yep. and be like if you can't figure it out from there you yep. can.
0: like I try to give as much information as I can in the YouTube oh, videos yeah so it's like if Good. if you listen to the video and you still have a question beyond that perfect i can answer it i'll, yeah. I'll figure it out i'll figure out a solution for you yeah but if it's cuz you fast forwarded and you didn't listen to it mm-hmm. I, I usually that- I usually go you should watch the whole thing and I'm not <laughs> trying to be a jerk it's just i don't have all that excess time laying around. <laughs> yeah,
1: just watch the whole thing if it's not self-explanatory. After that, where you can figure it out or know where to start. And I've got just
0: short of I think just shy of 300 videos, so it's like I cover a lot of topics. Yeah. And I've got like another 20 saved in my phone that I need to make yet, mm-hmm. and I have a few more on my computer at home that I've shot. I just need to edit and put it together. It's like the editing takes time. Like I'll get home at like. Some days at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon I'll be editing videos until midnight. Yeah. It's like eight hours of video editing for like three or four videos. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. I could I could hire an, a media manager is what yeah. I could do. Like somebody just to run my social media. Yeah. Some man, days.
1: I don't know how you got time to do an Airbnb at the same time for <laughs> all of us stopping in and whatnot. And Tony, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huttenstein slept in the same yeah, bed you uh, did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. As disturbing as that is. <laughs> in <the morning>. no. <laughs> I try to treat everybody like family when they're here. When you said you were going to sleep in your truck, I'm like, I, you can. I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we've got a nice house. We've got an extra bed. You may as well come and be part of the family.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah, and it definitely, definitely uh, was a good sleep and just.
0: Good way to get restarted.
1: I was up at 5, sitting at the bottom of the stairs waiting, but I have not <laughs> No, I was That's too kidding. perfect. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I still don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> my concho, everybody. My no. concho, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you stopping by and hanging out. It was nice to get to hang out with you for a few days here. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate you doing the podcast here. Um, I'm pretty sure this is episode number 10. So we're we're starting to get quite a few under our belt I feel like we're getting a rhythm to these things and uh, It was nice to get a fresh perspective because i we've had a few guys on here that Do drive truck, but their main part of the profession was polishing first and driving was kind of a secondary income for you Polishing hasn't become an income. It's just part of your job.
1: Yeah, it's just a Yeah, a little bit of a thing you got to do and- so that's cool take that pride in your ride to another level and
0: it's nice to be able to get that perspective on the podcast as well so I'm, I'm grateful to be able to add that to uh to the channel and i thank you for doing this
1: as much as it was uh uncomfortable <laughs> for me i uh
0: nobody watches thank you things. for having me here nobody watches them nobody listens it's fine yeah nobody's gonna notice I'm send gonna, it to your mom and dad so i'm gonna share say, it listen.
1: on my f- <laughs> Facebook or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll send you the links as soon as I get it up. Actually, I'm probably going to edit it tonight because oh. uh, I could stand to put a new polisher's corner on maybe tomorrow. Maybe I'll get it uploaded for tomorrow's channel oh, and sweet. Uh, get it up on the YouTube channel by the weekend. Maybe that's what we'll do. Yeah. I appreciate you.
1: I appreciate you.
0: Thanks for stopping by, buddy.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. See you on the next one.